0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0-Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now.
1: Welcome back to the 3-0-Take presented by Big League Chew. This is episode 320. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. What's up? What's up, what's up, what's up? How we doing? One of these days, I'm just going to need you to come out like super hot, like just let it eat right out of the gate. <sighs> I respect your ability to stay,
0: you know, got to get the, got to keep the blood pressure down, you know, it's you don't want your a...
1: highs get too high. Don't let your lows get too low. You're kind of like, yeah. right here, but sometimes I'm just yeah. going to need to let, I'm, I'm going to need you to just let it eat. Just is there anything anything day. in particular that's got you worked up today?
0: Yeah. Matter of fact, there is. I don't know who Bob Shower is, but uh, I not don't think real- I appreciate that view. That review that, that was just completely unnecessary.
1: He, look, here's the thing. I don't think Bob Shower's a real person. Like, if it is... I'm sorry. I'm not trying to, like, rag on your name. But Bob Shower... I
0: don't know. I don't know. Bob, if you want the smoke... <laughs> Yikes. Chandler, <laughs> just, Arizona. Just Let's go. Just throwing it out there. Pull up. Gate code is... Let's roll! Come well, on. Right, well, he's definitely gonna want me to delete
1: that when we're done. Let's he's go. A little fired up. He put his phone number on the on his whiteboard.
2: I'm last episode.
0: It. I don't need to hide, Bob. If you want to
1: text Nate personally, go go check out last YouTube episode.
0: Bob's a bum. He left. Who a- won the poll? What was the winning poll answer that you put on the story? Uh, let's see. Or did he erase already? It was a few days ago. How do I get to that? I know how to get to that. I well, I don't think you should be asking me. I think we all know that. Archive. Oh yeah. Archive. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. All right. So the review was a
1: one star titled Not Great. He said, if you're he said, if you're into cringe takes from casual fans, this is for you. And then I said, because I knew immediately when I read that, I said. This is not just a regular everyday listener. This is somebody who's been deeply hurt, deeply offended. Like there, uh, uh, a nerve has been struck mm-hmm. with this particular mm-hmm. individual, and so I thought, well, what could have caused this problem? Like, what, what are they in support of that maybe we're not? Maybe what, what, like, what is something maybe we've gone after in in the recent past that? Maybe led this individual, whether they're a real person or not, whether they go by the name Bob Shaw or not, what would have led them to leave such a review? And so I thought, well, surely they're a Mets fan. And then I thought, well, maybe they're just an Angels fan who has some <laughs> still to this point in, in October, some pent up aggression towards us. Uh, maybe it was Pete Alonso going under some sort of alias. That's fair. Uh, Or maybe you want to talk about pent-up aggression. Maybe it's Rob Manfred, who just after the last couple years had— He's just going in on October 26th, he said, today's the day. Like, I've had enough. I I I need to share my piece. You're probably right. So I put those four options out as a poll, and go ahead and guess who you think the winner is. Actually, give me the order of the four that you think—how you think it finished.
0: Uh, starting, mets, from least, starting from least starting from least to most least to most or the four options again i wasn't really listening last one is going to be the, op- the options
1: were rob manfred pete alonso angels fan mets fan
0: angels fan is last rob manfred then pete alonso then Mets fans,
1: so you're really taking the Mets angle here. It was yeah. from least to most, Pete Alonzo, to then Angels fan, mm. to then Rob Manfred, ah, close second, fan.
0: close second. So the majority
1: of the people think that Rob or that uh, Bob Shower is a Mets fan, which <laughs> Whatever, makes sense. What well, makes sense? I mean, I I I would hate to be a Mets fan, so I would be looking for any which way to to release that
0: pent-up aggression because yeah bob showers a clown i mean what 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 do you what do you want what do you do you want us to like deep dive into things like do you do you want to talk about hitting mechanics like do, is that what we need to prove that we're we're not just casual fans do we need do i do i need to break down why your don alvarez is struggling to hit a high fastball right now why his knob is pointing at the the umpire's chest instead of the catcher's feet and so he's lagging on his barrel and losing his top hand. Do you want to talk about that? Do you want to talk about why Josh Donaldson has his flying front forward going way forward with his head, losing his all of his power in his back heel? Do you want to talk about how that error to IKF with the Glaber flip trying to, trying to turn two, that IKF came too far on the outside part of the bag when he should be staying middle, that Glaber probably should have gone with the glass up Thumb up flip versus the thumb down flip because that's not never as accurate. What do you want to talk about, Bob? What do I need to say to make you understand that we're not cringy? What do you what do you want us to get into, Bob? So whatever, dude. You can go back to probably screaming at your little league son to charge the baseball every time he has a ground ball hit at him. And living vicariously through being mean to kids because I'm sure you played some meaningless NAIA baseball in the in the middle of Wyoming 20 years ago, Bob. Take care, pal. Not going to miss you. And if you have a bad review, go, go write a comment like a normal human being on a post. Who takes the time to leave a review? Everyone else in there is all love. So, Bob, sayonara, pal. Let me know when your podcast comes out. And sorry, casual fans aren't allowed to listen, loser. Peace out, Bob Shower. Or come knock on my front door. Whichever you prefer. Also, not to mention... This is a make-my-day state, by the way. I don't know (laughs) if anybody knows what that means, but it is. Share with the people. Make-my-day? Oh, man. If you're coming into someone's home... Then uh, you know. Free reign. You're you're not in you're not in trouble for anything that happens inside that home. <laughs> so.
2: Well, uh,
0: hopefully Bob's day
1: is made some other way. Because I don't know if we want to get into all that. Because Pull then, up, Bob. Be Let's dicey. get it. Uh no, but I mean we're we're pretty much self-proclaimed casual fans. Not from a casual watching standpoint, but we've made it very clear that we're, we're not
0: We're not M O B network experts. We're not
1: analysts. We're not experts. Yeah. We're just two guys that watch the game that occasionally have a funny joke that we put into a TikTok. So, like, if you if you're along for the ride, we appreciate you. If you're not, that's fine. There's plenty of other options out there for you, but we'll be
0: here. Yeah. We'll still be doing what we're doing. Sorry. We could get super nerdy. I mean, I just like I don't know what you want me to say. We could. We talk about why Garrett Cole's fastball leaks to the middle of the plate, probably because his front side opens before he gets down the hill and he's losing his glove side command. But no, we got to make sure Bob's taken care of. So I guess we can start talking about all the little tiny intricacies and nerdy stuff about baseball. It's like, dude, no one wants to listen about that constantly. It's okay to talk about anything you want here. Bob.
1: Amen, my brother. Uh speaking of people that are along for the ride, we do have a voicemail. Somebody who actually took the time to Perfect. to not leave a an unnecessarily negative review and these well, are the people I like. On the contrary, they left a voicemail. So let's yeah. uh let's get into that, see what we gotta right. talk about from that.
2: Hey guys, greetings from sunny central Florida, still reeling a little bit from hurricane but that's okay We'll survive. Listen, I want to talk about a couple things. Uh, First of all, uh, game three, Astros-Houston. Can we talk about Aaron Judge getting in the way of Harrison Bader? He kind of took the brunt of that. Even Garrett Cole, to the I got you to Bader. But are we on the same page? Is it just me? That was 100% Judge's fault. Why is nobody talking about that? Second of all, in general, for the playoffs, uh, I think Major League Baseball has a big problem on our hands because it's pretty obvious that that week off is too much. I mean, the Dodgers were not the Dodgers. The Braves were not the Braves. Coming from a Braves fan, that was embarrassing. The Yankees obviously struggled. Yeah, they won the, uh, the DS, but, I mean, let's be honest, they struggled. Houston was the only one that seemed to get it right, but in general, do we have a big problem on our hands? If the top teams are always going out in the first round. That is not good for ratings. All right.
1: Let me hear your thoughts. That's a great transition into our World Series preview because we're going to be talking about a team who – let me just pull it up here because I want to make sure I got the right information. Houston – Factoring, the, factoring in the off days during the series in which they played, the Astros will have had 15 off days between the end of the regular season and Game 1 of the World Series. And they're still here. Those other teams, yeah. look. Rarely do I side with the league, but if you're the league, you're really in a no-win situation with this, with this call because... You give this, you reward the team with some off days, especially right out of the gate, especially the teams that had that first round pie, such as the Astros.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm sure there's nobody in that clubhouse that's going to be upset at the fact that they have a few days off to to heal up, rest up, relax, maybe spend a little extra time with the family. But on the flip side, if you just immediately launch them into a series, then you're going to have those same people saying. Well, they didn't even get any rest. They didn't get a break. How is that fair? How does that? How? What sort of reward is that? Mm-hmm. So, uh, the the league is in a no win situation because you, either way, somebody's going to be upset, and I just don't really think there's a there's a way around that.
0: Yeah, I, I think, I mean, look, you watch MLB Network and any player on there that's now like covering, you know, shows or analysts or whatever they're doing, all of them are like, dude, you're going to take the day off, like that, the days off. That's what you you have that time to recover, right? And you have that time to decompress and kind of reset your mind. Um, It just comes down to who's hot, right? It's playing baseball at the right time. I think you look at the Yankees, you look at the Dodgers. Those two teams kind of cruised to the division, right? They cruised to the to the division victory with with pretty large leads. Um, I can see your argument with the Braves just because the Braves kind of, you know, they got hot, played really good baseball the last few weeks. They had that momentum carrying them in to, to win the division and kind of beat out the Mets. Or the Mets completely crumbled, however you want to look at it. But I don't know. I, I I think you're right. Like there's no way of making everyone happy. The home field advantage is obviously big, but I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't see how you can do it any other way. Like I I would personally want to kind of take the time to reset and get get healthier. And do things like that, I think um you're probably gonna have to find new ways of practicing. Right? You're gonna have to find new ways of going about it. And you look at like the NFL, I mean, they play once a week. You may get an off day after, but you're getting five days of practice in. And I think that MLB is just, you know, teams and organizations are going to have to find a way. If this is the format moving forward, they're going to have to find a way to be better on their days off and finding a way to stay in shape, but you can't necessarily use it as an excuse. Um, I think there were some weird scheduling things with, with the rain in the Yankees, but like I, that's whatever. Like that's, that's just a part of it. It's what you got to deal with happens during the regular season too. Um, and if you're not able to kind of lock it back in and have the focus, that's on you. That's on your organization. So I don't think it's necessarily a problem. Um, We saw, I mean, viewers, like the viewership is up, right? We just put that post out a few days ago. Viewers are through the roof for the first time in years. So it's like, I I don't think there's really necessarily an issue. Um, I think the MLB is okay banking on, More teams getting in, which means more fans are watching versus getting your, you know, monumental organizations deep into the playoffs. I don't think that really matters to them. Um, And yes, Harrison Bader should have not been involved with that play. Ranged way too far to his left. Judge has played center field for half the games this season. He has range probably going to win a gold glove at some point in right field. He could have handled that no problem. That should have never happened. You were just so excited to use that,
1: weren't you? <laughs> I mean, we got our soundboard back, so I figured why not? Why not yeah. use it up?
2: Yeah. Um
1: So this World Series is there anything in particular that you're feeling particularly strongly about in terms – kind of related to what we just talked about with the the time off, the, the sudden halts in any momentum that existed prior to these, what, four or five days? Because the reality of it is the Astros were playing fantastic baseball. Mm-hmm. I haven't lost this postseason. The Phillies obviously did what they did to get to this point. But you could make the argument that for both teams, any momentum just kind of comes to a screeching halt. And now you have to reassess a little bit. And I hate to say it for the Phillies' sake, but I feel like the these last four or five days kind of level the playing field a little bit, again, in that momentum regard. And so what you're left with is just who's... Who's the better team? And I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm counting the Phillies out in it by any stretch, because there's more things at play. But I think when you have these many days, it's four or five days. Mm-hmm. So, as as much as the Phillies may want to claim that they're on some sort of they're on a heater right now, the mojo's there. Whatever they did have prior to, the, like right at the end of that clinching game against uh, the Padres. Even if it's still there at the start of the World Series, it's going to be, in my opinion, significantly less than what they would have had had it been a day or two.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll we'll have to see. It, but it's at the same thing. Like, like, w- what would you rather see? Like, do you want to know a Cinder guard starting for the Phillies game one because there wasn't enough time in between? Or would you rather see the horses up front? And possibly being able to see them maybe three times in the series, you know, and it's like I there I think there's always something that's going to have there's there's, you know, give and take with it. And I I would agree with you. I think um, it, it definitely hurts the Phillies a little bit more. Um, but I don't know. I, it seems like we've underestimated the Phillies, well, most of us have, for this whole postseason, the whole time. So it's like, who knows what they're capable of? And they seem locked in, but you have to worry about some of those known streaky hitters. Right? Like Schwarber, Hoskins, Castellanos, those are streaky hitters. Those guys, when their lows are low, they're really low. So it's like, yeah, I'm a little nervous about that. Um, but I think it's gonna be fine. I think they're gonna get locked back in, and I think even if if this is the case, you're probably only gonna see this for for maybe a little bit of game one. But their adrenaline's gonna be there. the The crowd's gonna be there. Everything's gonna be built up. Um, I do kind of wish that MLB would, would hype this up a little bit more like media wise, you know, you see like, again, kind of going back to the NFL with like the Super Bowl, right? Like they have these media days before where it's like, you know, you get to see the players in the, in the team sweatsuit and they're answering questions and there's different booths with a bunch of reporters going around and like, I'd love to be able to get something like that going for the MLB just to build up a little bit more hype around this. Because honestly, for me, like the last four days have been like crickets, right? I'm getting more on my phone about Yankee offseason stuff than anything building up for the World Series. So I'd love to get some quotes about like, you know, different different guys in the clubhouse and what their mentality is and what they're thinking about and what they're doing in these days to prepare like shed a little bit more light on the players. This is a perfect opportunity for that. And they're not doing it. Well, let
1: us fill that void for the people. Let us be the people. We got you. That gives a little bit more insight as to what we're about to witness here. Uh, First and foremost, I feel like I have to share this nugget for those who don't know it, it has been making its rounds, but I feel like I need to, to share this in case you haven't heard because Quite frankly, I don't I don't think I knew this or that I was aware of this, but it's a wild statistic. Justin Verlander, mm. your game I one saw starter. Today. Yeah. In the World Series in his career, he is 0 6 with a five six eight ERA, fourteen walks, a whip of one point two eight nine, and he has allowed nine home runs. So, again, going back to the whole mojo thing, if you're the Phillies and you're seeing that, you're kind of chomping. I mean, you're chomping at the bit regardless because you're the Phillies, you're in the World Series. Nobody expected you to be here in the first place except possibly me. Mm -hmm. With that said, you see those numbers and you're going, we have a chance here to go up 1-0. We can steal one in Houston. I mean, knowing the Phillies, they probably think they can take both. And credit to them for having that line of thinking. They should have that line of thinking. But when the numbers are in your favor that strongly, you got to be feeling pretty good about yourself. So all these people that are saying Houston's going to be a, Houston's a steamroller. Like I was reading, I was reading this article today and they were saying that these, these MLB experts were saying that, that Houston's a, a finely tuned machine and that I mean, they were they had Houston at four, and they said never, never even considered giving Philly a game in this series. I'm like, well, that's yeah, uh, Mm. that's just irresponsible. A little ignorant, yeah, that's that's irresponsible. So I don't know. I mean, considering he's going game one, and with the way that this Philly's offense has been swinging it, we could be looking. At this series, we could, we could be looking at this series being flipped on its head right out of the gate.
0: Yeah. Um, also, Verlander has not been great this postseason. He's not like it's not just the World Series career starts. It's it's this specific postseason where he's been a little off. And I know we talked about how he like he really settled in and and kind of worked through the Yankees lineup eventually. But if you watch the beginning of that game, he didn't look quite right. Um and then I don't know if you noticed but with Philly going with Nola game 1 over Wheeler who Wheeler seems to be the hotter pitcher right now I like that move for the Phillies cuz Valdez, remember Valdez is probably going game 2 and I think he's been better than Verlander. So if you're Philly you're like, "Well, let's put our better guy against their better guy," right? Even though you may go into this season and, and maybe even next season and say Nola's the one, Verlander's the one, right? They're both our aces. There are opening day starters, there are game one guys. But I, I kinda like the switch up. I like what the Phillies are, are thinking with that. Also, when you look at where the Phillies have played, St. Louis. Not necessarily a hitters ballpark. For your big boppy lefties. Braves, Atlanta. It's okay to right field. It's nothing, you know, it's nothing short. At home at Philly. Right? San Diego's pretty pretty nice to hit for for your lefty guys and, and even righty guys, actually. It's a pretty hitters ballpark nowadays. And you're seeing, you know, Houston. If the roof is closed, it's pretty small, right? You don't have any wind affecting anything, so it's like I think. Which this, we've learned, this makes sense.
1: We've learned that having the roof open can make or break a series for a club.
0: It can it can destroy a clubhouse. It can end a season <laughs> and, and a
1: fan um, base. An open roof could have men fired.
0: Yeah. So I I like the fact that they're talking about uh, scooting Bryce up to the three hole instead of four. I, I just I like uh, gonna what go the ahead Phillies and, are doing. I'm gonna go ahead and jump in and say I I'm not a fan of that. You just don't like changing the mojo up. Uh, I
1: absolutely don't like changing the mojo up. In fact, I'm so superstitious. I don't know if pity is the right word, but I know I saw the other day that they they repainted the the helmet rack in the dugout. At Philly. And the tweet was like, you make the world why? series, you get you get uh like you get your helmet rack fixed or something. And they they had paint it, giving it a fresh coat, and I'm like, Nope, don't like that. Because hmm. if it's not broke, why are you fixing it?
0: Yeah, that's fair. And definitely some weird, weird, weird stuff that can that can happen there. We're very superstitious.
1: Very well, we're not superstitious, but we're a little stitious. We're a little stitious. Um, No, but with the lineup with Harper,
0: I get why he did it. I read into it. I I read his reasoning. Well, the, I mean, the Astros not really having any left-handed relievers. I get that. You know what I mean? I
1: get that, but they're, and I get it, they're professional hitters. And we're talking about Bryce Harper here. I'm sure it's not going to affect him all that much. But there has to be a sense of comfort. Knowing your spot in the lineup for a given part of the season, and for for this, we're talking about the postseason, a postseason in which he's been hitting just off the charts, and now all of a sudden, given that he, I mean, this this postseason, eleven games, he's he's eighteen for forty three, he's hitting four nineteen, on base percentage of four forty four, an OPS of one three five one, six doubles, five home runs, eleven RBIs. Why would you then all of a sudden say, hey, we're putting you back in the three spot? There's got to be a sense of, of like I said, sense of comfort and just confidence knowing that when you show up at the ballpark, that's going to be your spot in the lineup. That's that's where you're going to be placed. To That's the opportunity you're going to be given to do what you do. And that's the hit because yeah, that's I'm, the only I, thing he's look, doing right now.
0: I definitely understand lineup consistency. But it coming hello from a Yankees fan that has never seen it before lineup consistency is, is definitely necessary for these guys. And you're right. Like being able to show up to the ballpark and, and already knowing where you're slotted is, is huge, but we are talking about potentially three, maybe four extra ABs throughout the entire series for him by scooting him up that slot. It could do some things. It could add in a couple extra ABs. Um, I think it, it, I think you probably, as a manager, you got to look at like, who's more streaky, right? Is it Hoskins or is it Riamuto? And so I think by flipping Riamuto and Bryce between three and four hole, I think that provides a little bit more protection to Reese Hoskins. I think he's probably the streakier hitter between him and Riamuto. So I would want to provide a little bit more protection, and you know that hitters are going to come after him just because pff, you don't want to you don't want to have anyone on base when Bryce comes up. Um, I like the move; I'm a fan. Now, Riomuto, you're really depending on on Castianos. Nicky Castianos has to get going, um, and he has to provide a little bit of, of protection to JT. And it works all the way down, you know, with Boehm behind Castellanos as well. So it's like you you got to rely on your top six for sure to be to be on. Now, do you feel like this is something that Robbie Thompson would change? Like, say say they get blown out in game one, or say they you know have a weird scenario where it's a it's a late game double play that you know kind of. And then puts the nail in the coffin and, and the Phillies lose. Do you do you see Bryce going back to four
2: hole?
1: I mean, I'm I'm very much of the the school of thought where if you if you are gonna make a change, stick with it. Yeah. And don't become a reactionary manager. Philly yeah. Rob, he's he, it's, it's clear he he has some sort of idea what he's doing. He knows the personnel he's dealing with here. Yeah. But don't, if you're going to make this change, stand behind it. If you think that th- if you think this is the right approach, if you think giving Bryce that extra AB, if you think bumping him up,
0: I think and giving him in, him the in first, that extra the first AB inning is the first worth- inning is like that's. That's a big deal, right? Right. We've been learning about how important the first inning is to score.
1: Sure, but if you think that's worth the risk, because I, I think back to Mookie, because I remember they, they thought, well, Mookie can slide up and down those first three spots in the lineup. We found that giving Mookie an extra A-B here and there didn't necessarily change, or sliding him down in the lineup didn't necessarily help. Because mm-hmm. it's like, well... You can move him if you want. Give give him an extra AB if you want. But if he's not producing because he's not as comfortable or confident in that spot, then what good does it do?
0: So it goes back to. I think this would be a different conversation if it was two and three hole. Four and three, doesn't get me as nervous. No, that
1: I I'm completely on the other other side there. Four, you're talking about a completely different approach. You're going into it knowing it's possible that I could be leading off the second inning. Second or third, to me, doesn't doesn't necess- necessarily change as much. But if you're going from three to four, that changes the whole... I mean, it shouldn't change the dynamic or, or, or your mentality. But the reality of it is that three and four are two relatively different spots in the lineup. So, again, it's not my decision to make. It's not our decision to make. But going back to my, my original point is if you're Philly Rob and you're going to make this change, you think your reasoning is, is justified then stick stick with it if it gets later in the series and you have to make a change so be it but if you go out there and get blown out game one and you see that doesn't work don't become reactionary stand Mm -hmm. behind your reason yeah
0: stand stand behind it yeah i like that yeah i'm cool with that
1: i mean looking at the rest of that lineup we got some i mean
0: look 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 at the other side right like dusty is stuck with jose altuve at the top of the lineup and up until the last few games of the, of the uh, ALCS, he, he was hitless, was like over for 27 streak or something like that, over 25. That consistency in your lineup and, and believing in your guys is definitely a factor. So I think if, if everyone's listening to this and they're like, why are we talking about Bryce Harper between three and four hole? Who cares? It's Bryce Harper. Consistency in a lineup is a big deal. If you change that, if, if you alter that, it, it you can't just assume that it's going to play the same way. It is a big factor, as small and minuscule as it may sound. I feel like that that could be pretty decisive, one way or the other.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I'm uh, surely winning helps with that. Like the fact that they've right just gone on without a hitch, like that for that, sure. That truly helps. I'm sure if maybe they had some losses sprinkled in there, we may be having a different discussion. But I digress. Uh, but looking at the rest of this or looking at some of these uh, other boppers they got in the lineup, Kyle Schwarber is hitting three sixty eight with three home runs, four RBIs, and an OPS of .1442 in his last seven games. So he's, he's yeah, definitely hot. turned it up a notch. Uh, Reese Hoskins, as we all know, uh, had his redemption moments in this series, or in the NLCS. He's hitting 269 with five homers, 11 ribbies, and an OPS of .1191 in his past seven postseason games. Uh then as I mentioned, Bryce is just on a different planet. Um look, I I feel really, really confident. Despite what I said about the 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 break in mojo, the break in momentum, I'm still very confident in this Phillies lineup, as I have been for the majority of the postseason, if not the entire postseason.
0: Yeah, these are two great lineups, dude. Like this is going to be a good World Series. Like this is star
1: power throughout.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. And you just have like you have role players that just they they accept what they're what they're supposed to do and it's like just pass the baton mentality. For the Phillies and then the Astros are like, you know, they have the confidence that someone's gonna get you. You're not gonna get through this lineup one through nine without somebody getting you. You got Chaz McCormick in the nine hole hitting dingers, right? So it's like you got good mojo going, and I love that Dusty Baker's like, I don't like the switching the sides in the in the dugout. Have you heard about that? No, what's what's that all about? So he goes like he'll be on one side of the dugout. So, you know, it's like typically the closer to home side sure. where the manager is going to sure. stay. If there's like a pitching change or whatever, or if they have a couple like hitless innings, he'll walk to the other side of the dugout and he'll go towards the end. And he's like, you know, and they and the reporters are asking, him, like, what are you doing? And he's like, this is the hit side. I'm trying to get us some hits. I'm coming over here. Like, how do you you can't dislike that? Guy. Whatever works, man. It like, Baseball's a it, weird sport that's what I'm saying. I like that, that when you have managers that kind of buy into that and you buy into the anything can happen and you buy into, let's just get something going somehow mentality. It's really cool and really easy to get behind. Say what you will about the Astros, but dusty Baker leading the helm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's scary. It's lo- definitely
1: scary. I love me some dusty, but it's just it it's hard for me. To, I know.
0: Because you know there's what com- a lot of inner there's a lot of intertwining stuff about this series. I like it.
1: I like it, but I hate it. Like yeah. what comes with Dusty's potential first ring? Like that's that's tough for a lot of people yeah. to, to digest.
0: Yeah, and you got like you know the Dusty and Bryce relationship, right? When Harper first came up, Dusty was a manager. So sure. there's a lot of cool stuff, man. And you got uh Hector Neris with the Astros, former Philly. Right? So it's like, or the other way around. No. Yeah. Right? Am I losing my mind? Hector yeah. Hector Yeah. I think you're, yeah. Yeah, he's an astro. Yeah. Was a Philly, right?
1: Yeah. 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 That's what I thought you okay. said. All right, cool. Yeah,
0: just double check. Yeah, you had it right the first time. All right, yeah, yeah. Cool. I don't know what I'm doing. Second guessing. Get out of here. Uh, casual. I, it's just You're such casual. Yeah, such a casual. <laughs> get get it cleaned Unbelievable. up. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I, I I like this. Uh, the again we we talked about the hottest team in baseball against probably the best most complete team in baseball. Matching up, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be real good, and it's gonna take some guys getting out of slumps. It's gonna take some guys kind of you know figuring it out, and you gotta you gotta wonder if. Kyle Tucker is going to wake up your Don has had a, you know, pretty off ALCS. So hopefully he's going to wake up and
2: well, Well, I don't know. And and
0: the Astros have proven that they can play in hostile environments. Right. So it's like, they, they don't care. They don't care where they are. So I think that's, that's another factor as well. Like is Philly even going to bother them? And this was a theory that's been talked about for the last few years. Right. Ever since the cheating scandal, you know, was released. It's like, They've been heavily booed everywhere they go, and eventually you got to have that thick skin where it's just like, just tune it out. So I wonder if like the Philly crowd is going to be Philly is going to be
1: interesting because we've spent the last two three weeks talking about Philly's environment. For all intents and purposes, Philly doesn't really have a connection to this scandal. Whatsoever. Not really. They have no all. reason to be upset other than the fact that they can claim, well, the, the Astros have degraded the integrity of the game, mm-hmm. as pretty much every other fan base could could argue. What's going to be interesting, though, is you you now take that and you amplify it because it's it's on the, the grandest stage. We're talking World Series. Philly fans all of a sudden now are going to care so much more about the scandal because they're going to use that as fuel mm-hmm. to just let it eat when Houston comes to town. Even though, again... Prior to this, they probably didn't care as strongly as as the Yankees fans did, or sure. Dodgers fans, or whatever. It's going to be interesting to see if Billy somehow can can kick it up even another notch. Now that Houston comes out, to like I, I'll be curious to see if that plays into it. I'll be curious to hear the reception when Altuve steps up, when Bregman steps up, guys like that. Right, it'll be interesting. It'll be it'll definitely be a factor. I'm I'm confident but I'm just
0: curious to see by how much. Let's look at the weather in Philly. I hope it's It's not cold enough, dude. I hope it's 37 and windy. No, not cold enough. Uh, Rain Monday, Tuesday, but I think it's basically like probably by first pitch, you're looking at like high 40s, low 50s. Because we got Friday,
1: Saturday in Houston, travel day, Saturday. Sure. Game one, Sunday. Or no, 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 I'm sorry. Friday, Saturday, travel day, Sunday, game three, Monday, right? I trust Yeah. Well, you just said
0: Monday, Tuesday. You you immediately went
1: to Monday, Tuesday. So I assume
0: that's. Yeah, just those are the only two days I saw rain on the forecast. Ah, okay. So game one tomorrow, Friday in Houston. Game two. Friday in Houston or Saturday in Houston. Uh, Sunday travel day. Monday is in Philly. Tuesday in Philly. Wednesday in Philly. Correct. Monday, Monday, Tuesday. Rain. I like it. I love it. Postseason baseball is, It has to have the big bullpen jackets, hoodies underneath. Nasty it's weather. Got a, I need it. I need it. I don't like the warm weather stuff. It bugs me, dude. It's like it just doesn't feel right. I need I need fans all bundled up and just screaming and yelling and I need it all. Just I need long sleeves. I don't need any like swaggy tape. You know what I'm saying? Wristbands, no. But what? Long sleeves, no drip. Mock mock turtlenecks. Need that with the with the the Phillies, written on it. That's swaggy. Yes, I think Reese rocks. I think that, I've seen he? both actually. G- the, Gene Segura rocks, yeah. 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 uh, rocks it. Yeah, yeah. Baum rocks it. Yeah, yep, yep. It's gonna be nice. Big fan. I, I mean, Bryce can do whatever he wants. It doesn't matter. But Bryce. he's probably gonna rock it. Bryce is Bryce.
1: No, Bryce will definitely go. He'll definitely go long sleeve. I don't know if he'll go. Yeah. Does he go? I think he's
0: going mock. Does he go going mock? mock? Yeah.
1: I feel like I have seen it, Mock. Yeah,
0: you're right. Yeah. With the with the the Philly of the Fanatic, subtle green in the batting gloves or cleats? Definitely the cleats. All drip.
1: And the and the uh headband for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, big fan. I'm also a big fan of Manscaped. Nate's support for the 30 Take is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code 30take. That's our social handle, all caps, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with code 30take our social handle all caps unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with
0: manscaped. Let's be real about this for a sec. I'm just going to come out and be 100% transparent with our with our listeners, okay? This manscape stuff is not forever. I already told you this. But to be exact, you have the rest of October We have no idea what's going to happen next with Manscaped. They were like, yo, you want to run some pretty cool stuff for a month? And we were like, yeah, we'd love to. But it's up to you as a listener to continue to help build the brand. So if you want something for Manscaped, we're giving you 20% off. The website only has 10% off. And this is only going to last for a few more days. So get what you need to get because we're like literally in the dark manscape isn't talking to us they don't we don't know until this month is over how we did
1: yep just checked they haven't changed they're sitting at 10 percent on the website so yeah why not just take advantage of what we're offering you and take 20 percent off of promo code 30 take all caps
0: t-h-r-e-e-o-h-t-a-k-e all caps no caps
1: Uh you mentioned some names in the Houston lineup, but just running through some numbers here real quick. Um Jordan Alvarez, seven for twenty nine with two homers and eight RBIs this postseason. Uh, but as you mentioned, not Jordan esque hmm. ALCS, only three for fourteen. Uh Jose Altuve who started, as we mentioned, terribly. Started the postseason over twenty five, uh had a two hit game in game four of the ALCS. Uh Guriel is eleven for thirty. Bregman is ten for thirty, which I don't did you see that do you see that uh graphic where it had his numbers from the ALCS and ALDS identical? Mm-hmm. Where they it was like ten for thirty, the RBIs were the same, I think the the double home run whatever there's a few other categories that were just identical so the whole thing as we talked yeah. about consistency is key like there's there's right. something to be said for consistency especially when it comes to the postseason because right. things are things are are vastly different you've got you've got fans wearing different merch with the World Series patch you got the paint you got the logo mm-hmm. out on the field you got different sounds you got different sights smells. But if you can rely on the things that you have, that the habits that you've built throughout the entire season, whether you're a player, a coach, manager, whatever, that's that's where the winning is done. Yeah. is if you can fall back on what you've built up to that point, if you can find a groove and just stay there and not play outside of your means or your abilities, you're going to be in a good spot. Mm-hmm. And it seems as though yeah. Alex Bregman has found something that has enabled him to find that consistency. So, yeah, as I mentioned, yeah. it'll be interesting to see how Philly responds to uh, Houston rolling into town.
0: But uh, yeah, I mean if I if know. you're if you're hot, keep doing what you're doing, right. If you're not like, be okay adjusting. I, I don't understand. I've never understood why hitters stay so stubborn when they're like, "Well, I did this during the regular season and it got me here, right?" Like, no, dude. Like, be okay adjusting. Be okay changing things up, and and trying to to adjust. There's nothing wrong with that. If
1: you're Jose Altuve, you started. You what did I say? He 0 for twenty five started the Pope season yeah. over twenty five. He seems to have found, maybe made a tweak in game
0: four. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, those were some, there was, I think one of them was like that dink double down the line, which it's like, whatever, who cares how you do it? If you're a veteran like Jose
1: Altuve, be okay. Like Nate said, adjusting, lay down a bunt if it means putting your team in a position to score a run, because it's clear that this just hasn't been your postseason, which is fine. Like it happens. It happens to the best of them. It's common. It's just common knowledge that yeah, if you don't have it and somebody else behind you does, put them in a position to yeah, to help your team out. Help your team out by putting
0: somebody yeah. else
1: in a position to help your team out.
0: That I agree. And he's played excellent defense, which helps. You know, I'm sure that as a, you, know, I mean, we know this, right? Like it, you know, as casual people, it's just casuals. Um. You know as a former player it's like if you're struggling at the plate it really helps flashing the leather a little bit it makes you feel like you're still contributing uh but Jose Altuve's the he's he's a twitchy guy so you see a lot of like hand movement and and a lot of times when you see like you that's why you see like the twirl has really left you know when you think of like A-Rod and Griffey like the young age guys that you know we grew up there was a lot of twirling right and as a hitter, if you start twirling too much, it's almost like you want to get that that extra twirl in right before the pitch shows up. So I, I'd honestly like to see Altuve kind of calm the hands, hands down a little bit, get a little less jittery, and I, and I think he'd be okay. Kind of slow down the heartbeat a little bit.
1: Yeah, guys like Altuve and maybe some others in there not having their best postseason by any stretch, but I think one storyline that we can really lock into and, and count on is going to be this Astros bullpen. Uh, their bullpen posted the best ERA in the regular season in all of baseball. And they've, uh, had an outstanding postseason. Uh, they have allowed just three runs all on solo homers. Um, and they struck out 42 in 33 innings this postseason. Um, as we mentioned, that is going to be the core, though. The, I mean, they have a core. You got Brian Abreu, Hector, Neris, Montero, Presley. That That's going to be the core that's going to be. I'm not going to say the difference maker, because I think that's something that you can safely count on and rely on and know it's going to be there. At least you would hope that it would be there. But it's going to be a question of whether or not Philly's offense can figure out a way to get it done against those guys. Because, like we already talked about, Verlander, he's he's going to be a wild card mm-hmm. this World Series. And you got some other younger-ish guys in their rotation, potential wild cards. But that relief core... You pretty much know what you're gonna get. So if you're mm-hmm. able to get past the starters, get them out of the game as as Philly get to the bullpen. Your ticket to the wor- to winning the World Series is getting, rides on that is getting sure. past that relief core. And if you yeah, can do it, that, it has you're to in fantastic shape.
0: It has to. And what's crazy about the Astros is that they have guys like like Hunter Brown and, and Urquidy, Jose Urquidy just kind of like chilling, right? Just like waiting in case those starters aren't able to go deep. You have those guys that can step in for a few innings in the middle of, you know, maybe the fourth, fifth, sixth inning, and then you can pass the baton to those big names in the back end. But – If you're Philly, you have to get to one of those guys. You have to get to one of those guys. And the whole argument is is that you can't script your relievers every game. You can't go 6th is this guy, 7th is this guy, 8th and ninth are these guys. You can't do that because of the fact that you have to rely on all those guys being on. They've been on this whole postseason. I'm curious to see if they remain on for the rest of the World Series. And I'm kind of old school. I've always thought that it's like, I want to work this pitch count up quick. I want to get through this starting pitcher as early as possible. And the Phillies have been more aggressive, right? They're more of like, the reason they're moving on is because they've been able to string hits together. And it hasn't necessarily been like, oh, let's force this, you know, this ace out of the game at 110 pitches at four and two thirds. Curious to see how those game plans kind of, kind of change. But if Verlander is not on, come on, Phil's man. Like I'd, I'd love to see, I think I'd love to see Philly grab one in Houston. Cause I do think Houston's definitely going to get one in Philly. Because, again, I, don't, I think they're numb to the, to the crowd. I don't think it really bothers them. I uh, just got one more nugget here to wrap up the
1: Phillies offense conversation. As a team, the Phillies have 39 extra base hits this postseason, 12 more than any other club. Their 442 slugging percentage is also the highest among the 12 playoff teams, including 34 points higher than the Astros' 408 mark. So, look, all the people saying that the Astros are a shoe-in – all the people saying that the Astros are a guarantee, Astros and four. They're just casuals, Kyle. I'm sorry. Philly would like a word. And Philly will have a word. Because I like it. This team is not. Look, I'm going to say it. This is not the Phillies of old. All the people preseason having the Phillies finish third, fourth in the division. This is a completely different Phillies team. This is a a Phillies team that is hot. This is a Phillies team that has momentum, and yes, I know we talked about how that's been affected by these days off. But the more I the more I see from this Phillies team, the more I read about them, the more I read about what's going on in that clubhouse. I don't necessarily know if these days off are gonna uh, are gonna affect them as much as we think. Mm-hmm. And I really you know, I really think we're gonna see this continue. Into
0: the weekend, there's one hitter that I feel like is going to be able to 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 pass along the right message and approach and mentality during this little gap. I think a Schwarber. Remember when he was with the Cubs? Was that a broken hand, foot, ankle, something? He had something broken. And he hadn't played any of the postseason until they got to the World Series, right? And he wasn't able to swing. He wasn't able to do anything. But just got in there and tracked pitches. I think that guy is now a veteran. He's a true leader. And I think he's probably going to pass that message along to uh, uh, along to young guys and just be like, you know, this is what you got to do to stay stay ready. Stay tuned in. I like it. Well, I like your take, and like is that where you is that where you going? Are you giving me a prediction right now? Uh,
1: well, I mean, we're about to get into those here right quick. But with what? Schwarber, what's really fascinating is he was able to break out of that skid really on the fly. Because if you remember, mm-hmm. he was ice cold. He was. Yeah. He was able to break out of that on the fly, and like we said, last seven games, OPS of one point four four two. He's had three bombs,
0: hitting three sixty eight. That's why I like him in the in the leadoff. So he's I, I just it like it forces him to stop thinking. He just goes right. So he's figured it out, and now
1: you're giving him some days to really hone in on that a little bit, mm-hmm. and to clean up any mechanical issues. You know that guy loves hitting. I'm sure he loves talking hitting. He's probably using this time very wisely, and I think we're gonna see an even more rejuvenated Kyle Schwarber in the postseason.
0: Schwarbs do not let us down. I want to see him put one on the back wall, at the Trop in right field, at the Trop. Or I mean, at the at the uh, at I was thinking like I was thinking Tropicana orange juice, and I was thinking orange juice in general. You got your orange juices mixed up. Yeah, Minute such, made. A, such a casual. Speaking of which, do you do you have a preference between the two, orange juice wise? Uh, Tropicana
1: for sure. Minute Maid comes in the cardboard box, pulp or no pulp. I could do both. Really, oh, I don't discriminate. Yeah,
0: I I do prefer. I with Really, ice, don't so. understand the pulp. I really don't understand. We've the had pulp. this conversation I just...
1: before. I trust me, and we had the conversation because I remember making the graphic for it about whether you prefer ice or not in your orange juice. And I'm very much a pro ice in the orange I'm juice. Pro person. ice,
0: not pulp. I could do both. I don't discriminate. Ice in, in apple juice is also a game changer.
1: Yeah, ice in anything,
0: really. Anything. I'll only drink coffee if it's ice. That's Don't just, give me sweet tea without ice. Yeah, I'll kill you. Well, that's just hot tea at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hot
1: tea with a couple packs of sugar in it. That's really all that is. Yeah. Uh, before we get into our predictions here, my friend, you know what to do
0: isn't simply orange another one yeah simply is the brand simply yeah i think that's the one for me a little more low they key
1: got, yeah they got some good stuff but you yeah. know who's got even better stuff
0: uh bigly Chew should come out with an orange juice bubblegum you know they take, they take flavor recommendations
1: from time to time and i'll tell you what you, we got some there's some i think we
0: got some good ideas there's some
1: brilliant minds out there because i've seen some yeah. some replies i
0: i would like to see it yeah i'll talk to rob speaking of which big league chew was founded by former left-handed pitcher rob nelson um it's been too long dude I, honestly i've messed it up like the last three times so i think you i got have to this. pull it up big Do league you think? chew started Big League Chew started from humble beginnings in the Portland Mavericks bullpen in 1977. For more than 40 years, the iconic pouches packed with shredded, flavorful bubblegum has become the number one shredded gum of athletes everywhere. Big League Chew has sold more than 900 million pouches and is designated as the Hall of Fame bubblegum. Grab some gum. Head to Big League Chew's social media channels at Big League Chew on Twitter, at Big League Chew Gum on Instagram. Also hit them on TikTok. <sighs> To show off your big league bubbles, you can also find a list Bam. of retailers to purchase any of their products directly from their website at bigleaguechew.com. Big League Chew (BLC Chew). Also, what do you what do you think of my banana hat today? I love it. I've always been a fan of it. It's pretty swaggy.
2: I mean, there's, felt like it.
1: There's not a better better laid you can head into the World Series with. There's just
2: oh, I don't think
0: so. Banana flavored Big League Chew. Like a bananas uh like a like a oh. banana's foster or whatever, well, you know I, what I'm that, saying? That, let's not get carried away. I, a little banana like, is a good start. You could go caramel.
1: Nice. Nice work. fall flavor there.
0: Yeah. Pumpkin, caramel apple. There's a lot you Ooh, can do. Caramel apple. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. What are we, what are we, are are we in the wrong line of work? Uh, I mean,
1: we may just be casuals
0: here, but I'm sure we could be flavor experts over at BLC. I strive to not, not be a casual anymore.
1: Embrace it. speaking of
0: casual, the most casual name ever. Bob,
1: Bob shower. I don't know that that's kind of like a, it's like a icy hot, hot and cold kind of name. Bob but then shower is your last name that's 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 pretty out there
0: that is pretty cool I actually just helped a kid get enrolled into our program to help his recruiting he plays baseball his name's Brody walkup how sick is that yeah we're
1: gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna need to get him on the pod because that is a future, Walk up? that's a future Hall of famer right there Brody
0: yeah. walkup I was yeah. like he's in like eighth grade and I was like bro we're gonna get you we're gonna get you somewhere. You've got the greatest baseball name ever. Is it spelled
1: like like walk up? Yes. That's
0: W-A-L-K-U-P. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Love
1: that. Uh, I also love predictions and it is now time for such an event. How do you want to do this? You want to go? uh, Well, we we can't start with MVP prediction because that'll give away our pick unless for some reason you think the mvp is going to be on the losing team. Uh, no. Uh
0: why don't you Which we have
1: seen before, right? Historically, that has happened before. I think it's been a hot minute, but yes. Was it in baseball though, or am I am I remembering this for another sport? I swear it was in baseball. And I'm sure somebody knows and is yelling in the mic or yelling in in their in their earbuds right
0: now, but I want to say it was it was like 70s baseball, probably. Yeah. I don't feel like I feel like they didn't care back then. Also, how are we not mentioning the fact that this is our first true World Series with full-time DH? I think they did it in 2020, but you know, not not normal year. You know what's wild? This is also our first it's it's
1: time is a weird thing, man. This is also our first World Series with an entire season played with full capacity fans,
0: hmm. I'm here for it. I'm here for it.
1: Uh, let me. I'll let your. I'll let your predictions well, I was marinate gonna, for just I was gonna a gonna second. Say
0: this. Why don't you tell me like one big moment prediction? One
1: second. I found out the MVP uh, thing in question. Bobby Richardson of the 1960 New York Yankees is the only player in World Series history to be named MVP despite being on the losing team and was the second baseman. Wait, why Why does that matter? So, no, it says the only player in World Series history to be named MVP despite being on the losing team and as a second baseman in the same year. What does the second baseman have to yeah, do? Yeah, I don't understand
0: that. Who wrote that article? Bob. During, Bob the during the nineteen
1: during the nineteen during the nineteen sixty World Series, Richardson put together one of the greatest single innings of offense in the history of baseball. In an inning, he hit a two run single and followed it up with a grand slam. Richardson drove in twelve runs in that World Series and won the Hello. World Series
0: MVP. Good lord, go off. Love that. Uh, sorry. You said moment prediction. Yeah. Give me like one big moment like with a player scenario attached to it. Cause we got Ryan's text for his predictions and I think. Which we'll get was, into. It, it kind of gave me a little bit of like. Yeah. Yeah. Some juice for that. So.
1: Meredith just texted me and said someone is on Facebook Marketplace. Someone on Facebook Marketplace is selling a casket. Why would you be selling a Why would you be selling a casket on Facebook Marketplace? And why is it unused? How do we know it's unused? I don't want to get into this. I just refurbished. That was... I just got that text and just had to sh- had to share <laughs> it with somebody. I don't know. Yeah, a like new, <laughs> used, good, fair. I don't. I don't want to get into that. Only uh,
0: used once.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Normal wear and
0: tear. That's uh, okay. That's, I, I could see too much. maybe maybe for Halloween, right? Like some of those people that just go all out in their Halloween decorations. Throw that on the front porch. Pop out I, of there. Scare some. I don't know some if some I'm kids. investing
1: in a multi-thousand-dollar casket for decorations. But speaking, also of- are you
0: dressing up as, as anything.
1: I don't know. But what's exciting is we'll probably have kids around the neighborhood in this. Yeah, I know. This That's new, what I'm saying. It's yeah, like your first spot we're in. First house. Yeah.
0: There's. Uh, That's going to be cool. Yeah. There's Do you a, have candy yet? I doubt it. We got to get that. Give them that 20 year old box of Wheaties back there. Oh, yeah. right there. <laughs> Check that out. 2002, baby. Here you go, kids. <laughs> 2002 box of Wheaties. It's be gravel.
1: No, if y'all think I'm joking, it's it's seriously no. You know what? In fact, give me one sec. Have you ever had Wheaties? Wheaties are fantastic, uh, but I want to get this box just to prove it to
0: people. Hold on. Never had a spoonful of Wheaties before. I wonder if they have like sugar coated Wheaties. I think that would make me, you know, like who has the regular like flakes? No one has corn flakes unless they have frosted flakes, right? So,
1: check it out. For those of you that
0: don't believe me, head
1: over to our YouTube. Can you see it?
0: Dude, uh, let's go. June second. Is that? Oh no, it's the 8th of eighth of June in two thousand two. Two thousand two. There's
1: our guy Cal. Right there. Um, what were we saying? Big moment. I'm gonna say. I don't know why, but Gene Segura has really been on my mind this past week in just in, in preparation for this World Series. And I'm thinking that there is a big moment from him coming. I'm just trying to think of what it would be. I feel like my mind – look, I've been going with my heart this entire postseason. I'm 9-1 in my postseason picks.
0: You're, I'm, humble, I'm letting you take the reins here. Humble now. brag. So say whatever you yeah, want. I'm to just say gonna today. go
1: with my heart because my heart immediately took me to an inside the park home run from Gene Segura.
0: Oh, in Philly, obviously. That's what my heart's telling me. Right? Yeah. Doesn't matter. That's what my heart's ah. Uh, that's I feel like it's more bold than mine. I was kind of thinking just to bring it full circle for Alec Bohm, I was thinking like a game saving defensive play. Maybe the game ends with him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like bases that, yeah. loaded only up by one lays out. Someone just ropes a ball down yeah. the line and he lays out and makes a play. Like just to, just to kind of bring everything full circle for the Phillies. Like obviously all the defensive woes he had early and then he's put in a ton of work. I kinda of, I don't know if that's like bold enough, but I'd like to see that. I love it. That's a good pick. Safe, I guess. All right.
1: Kinda. It's time to make our picks. Nate, I'll, I'll allow you to do the honors. Uh one second here. Let's cue it up.
0: I've ignored. (laughs) I've ignored destiny and fate for far too long. Phillies. In six. Oh, I like it. Phillies, Phillies in six. MVP. Give me Reese Hoskins. Wow, that's a good pick. And give me Zach Wheeler, given the crazy performance of coming out late in the series to lock it down. Short rest, all the stuff you need coming out of the pen to lock it down. So, uh, doing a little research you here. A, you don't get a drum roll? Doing a little research Too early here. for the drum roll?
1: Too early. I was looking to see how many times a player had won the LCS and, and, and World Series MVP. Not. I'm not giving away any of my picks. I was just curious because you mentioned Reese Hoskins, and I was like, well, why wouldn't you mm-hmm. go Bryce? And then I was like, mm-hmm. oh, then that would be consecutive MVPs. So, let's look into that. So, it says... The League Championship Series was born in 69. Uh, Initially, it didn't have an MVP award. Uh, National League MVP arrived in 77, and the American League MVP arrived in 80. Since that time, only eight players have been named the MVP of the LCS and the World Series in the same season. Uh, Coincidentally, all eight have been National League players. That's interesting. Most recent, was the last one? Most recent, yeah. Corey Seager. Oh. 2020. Before that, Madison Bumgarner. That makes sense.
0: He he popped off he in, did. in Texas in, our, in the new ballpark. He was going off. He did. You got Madison Bumgarner on there,
1: David Freeze, Cole Hamels, Levon Hernandez, Oral Horshizer. Time for my picks.
0: I'm going... You want to give Ryan's first or do yours? Let's go Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> give a little more build up. I'm in last place with my picks anyway, so that's, it makes sense for me to go first. Fair.
1: That's fair. Which was just like, wild. Again, that was like surely a, surely Ryan's going to finish last.
0: Yeah. And then honestly, just snuck in there. That's this is what happens when you bet with your heart. <laughs> it just doesn't go well. Well, I would disagree because that's all I've been doing. I was going with my heart. Are, all heart picks over there? For me? What was the only one you missed? Was it the Guardians beating the Yankees? The f- yeah. Who else? Yeah. yeah. That's fair. No,
1: no, no. No, no, no. Not... No, I had... Oh, you're saying that's who I picked. A... That's yeah, like yeah, it was yeah, your yeah. one miss. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was it. Uh, Ryan, For Ryan. In classic Ryan fashion, he texted us and said, I want the Phillies bad. But I'm taking the Astros. He says Altuve busts out of his brutal slump to win MVP. And he says Trey Mancini hits a walk off in one in one of the games. I like I like his two little his his little additions. He
0: didn't there. give us a game amount still, but it's all right.
1: That's right. I don't put those on the graphic.
0: I give him credit for responding. Apparently he walks around with like 238 unread text messages in his phone. So he's one of those. He's one of those psychos. It's wild. Uh,
1: And then again, classic Ryan fashion. He follows up and says, if the Phillies win, is there any question it's cause Harper did it again? So he's just, he's throwing himself. He's, he's being very political with it. Very diplomatic. He's, he's, laying out all the options mm-hmm. but it's it's fine I, I, i'm okay with that that's that's just how he goes about these picks which i respect teach their own i don't go that way and i especially don't go the way that he's going for his
0: uh is there even a pick. point to your drum roll <laughs> The Philadelphia
1: Phillies are going to take the series against the Houston Astros in six games. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I feel like I've been coming to the defense for some reason, which just makes me feel gross of the Astros this last week because of my take about them Mm -hmm. being the most complete team and people using the scandal as a crutch. So I I almost feel like I've come to the defense of them for the last week. And both of us have just been talking about how they're just the best team right now, whether or not they're the hottest. That's a different conversation, but they're the most complete team. And because of that, I can't just write them off and say Phillies in four or five. If the Phillies do it in four or five, uh, at that point, I will have seen it all because it, it, yeah. I mean, what else is there to say? With that said, I'll give him, I'll give him two games. Um, I'll go. I'll give him one in. Uh, I'll give him one in Philly and one in Houston. I be honest with you, I think the Phillies come out and take game one, and I get, I I would give I Houston too. game two because I like I, that. I really like their odds against Verlander after hearing Mm. or reading more about his uh, World Series woes. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to say Phillies in six. MVP. Your boyfriend. Well, that's. That's. Accurate. (laughs) No, it's not accurate. Uh, but it is my pick for World Series MVP. Uh, I'll say that that's my pick for World Series MVP. Look, it's clear leading up to this postseason, the whole thing was har- the whole thing with Harper, and this has been my biggest talking point this postseason. Is people didn't think he would show up because of because of previous seasons. Well, last year he didn't show up against the Braves down the stretch when it really mattered and the team needed it the most. Clearly, he showed up this postseason, mm-hmm. and the fact that he's done it throughout leads me to believe that the World Series is not going to be any sort of challenge for him in that regard. This isn't going to be some additional step. For me, the, the step that he needed to take was showing up to the postseason. He's done that, and I again, I don't think the World Series is going to be any sort of special task for him
0: or some... we, We've already talked about why. Like he he doesn't just rely on the home run. Like he's very okay slapping a single through the left side on a shift. There's nothing wrong with that. He's hitting over 400, isn't he? Close to it. So it's like 419. Yeah, what It would be one thing if it was just a home run guy relying on the home run. He's not that guy. He has six doubles. He's just not that guy. He does what he wants. You're not that and guy, he, pal. And he grows the greatest beard known to man. That beard is pretty fantastic.
1: Pretty fantastic. Yeah. So I'm gonna go uh Billy's in
0: six, Bryce Harper. You got a, world and you had your big pick. moment with Gene, right? Yep. Big big inside the park. Inside the, That's the park.
1: Wild.
0: <laughs> I mean, That's it's a the world sick. series, man.
1: We're gonna we're gonna see we're gonna see That's all sorts a of stuff.
0: Sick pick. I like that, like a like a weird little carom off of that left like left center jut out at Citizens Bank, where it like yeah, yeah, where Something it like backs like up that. to the center field wall, yeah. And it Something just scoots like along the center field wall all the way along yep. the warning track. That's cool. That's gonna be a wild call from Joe Davis. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be sweet. Philly's who's gonna he, be. Who's with him? Bumping. Uh, who's calling the game with Joe Davis? Because Smoltz is out. Is he out? Yeah, because every all I keep seeing is that he's doing the flipping bats pod with uh oh Ben Ben Verlander, right?
1: Uh, let's see. Tell you what though, I'm all in on on Joe having the World Series. Yeah, Davis, that is, he's the guy. Yeah. Uh, who is his? No. Nearly three decades later, this is some article I'm reading. It says Davis will call his first World Series alongside Hall of Famer John Smoltz.
0: Oh, uh, I I thought I saw stuff of like him on the podcast. It must be like post game or something, pre game. I don't know. Yeah, possibly.
1: But anyway, that's what I we got. I don't mind
0: Smoltz. I think a lot of people dislike him. I don't mind him. Well, it's far from casual
1: because all he talks about is mechanics and this and that. So, mm-hmm. anyway, that's all I got, my friend. I'm excited. It's gonna be a good one.
0: It is. It is. Um, we'll be back. Obviously, I think we're. It's most likely what probably looking at after the first few games, right? Yeah, we'll see. So, we'll, we'll play by ear, yeah.
1: especially with the weather. Who knows? We'll. we'll, yeah. uh, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, we'll be back. Enjoy the game. Uh, hit us up in Chalkboard. We're gonna be hanging out in there the whole series. Link in um, bio. Hit us up on yeah. Chalkboard.
1: Download the app. Links in the bio.
0: Use that It'll link. It'll take you take you right to our channels. Uh, you can go in and drop some hot takes. Um, if you want to drop some World Series hot takes, um, you know maybe we can do a little post or story something for you. I don't know. Get you get your word out there. We can bring it up next uh, next episode. But come hang out with us in there and and. Uh, enjoy don't go chasing curveballs guys
1: we love y'all and as always looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon until next time stay filthy